0: Hi, uh, my name is Mackie, I am twenty two years old. I always have to fucking think about that. I think when you asked to introduce myself on your last podcast, I almost said my age wrong again. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't blame you, I'm like that as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, life just I'm not really of, doing much. We're in isolation. I've just been playing games, reading books, watching anime and uh, not been making shit because I don't have any resources to make stuff. But I'm still kinda living my best life, so I'm vibing.
1: So you you're not making stuff right now. Yeah, this podcast is worthless, and I, I don't know if I want to talk to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a job. Yeah. How uh, how pivotal? Like pivotal, pivotal is uh, making stuff to your <laughs> life. Like is that something that you you are really passionate about, or do you just kind of do it as like a I don't know? Almost, do you treat it more like a job, or do you treat it more like a, a an enjoyable hobby? Well,
0: I, I started doing it for my Selfish, I started doing it for myself because I was making stuff that I couldn't find anywhere else, and then it kind of went from there. All my friends started telling me to do it, so I started doing it for myself and then did it for my friends. Realistically, even now that we have a website where I'm selling stuff, it's still not really like a job, it's just more like if you want it, I'll make it for you. It's enjoyable to do, so I'll happily make it for you. So, I definitely see more of it as a hobby than to get an income because it's not like it makes a lot of money, but it's still great to do. It's a lot of fun as well. Do
1: you not think it's something you could probably like, make money off of?
0: Yeah, definitely. You just have to be really you have to be really clever and know how to hide your tracks as well, especially if you're doing like, bootleg stuff that's all copyrighted.
1: Yeah. Um, that's the worst thing. So how did you even get into it? Like, how did you discover that this was a thing that people did and then that you started doing? Um. That's a good question, actually. I don't yeah. know how you just roll with that. how so you just
0: come up with these questions, even think of them. Natural
1: interviewer. <laughs> I don't even know. Fuck. It was I, just one of those things you kind of found yourself in. <clears throat>
0: yeah, it just, it just kind of happened. Uh, it was just like. I collect a lot of PlayStation Two games, and there was a lot of games that I wanted like t-shirts of and like hoodies off, and I never had them. And it's not like they're actually available because they're so obscure and just mm. forgotten about. So uh, one of the first t-shirts I just I just grabbed. There's a guy up where I buy my t-shirts from. He's up Falkirk because I live in, we live in Scotland. If anyone doesn't know, but we go to Falkirk buy, I'd buy three t-shirts for a fiver. That's how much he sells me my shirts for, and then. I would buy fabric markers and just hand draw the stuff so it's quite a lot of trial and error in it but I drew a logo of my favourite game and then varnished it and just kept it the way it was and it was nice and pretty and I was really happy with it and then I posted it online and got a lot of comments from people saying like this is mad good like you should keep doing it yeah. so kept doing it and just started doing like more games <laughs> and then a lot of friends were asking for stuff and uh, just went from there I knew a couple of people who were doing like gaming inspired merchandise as well as like anime inspired one of my friends does it as well so like he kind of took off well not took off with it but he went he takes it proper serious and I really respect him for it because he's what I do is just kind of like I'll take a game that I like and just do the logo and do the company whereas what he'll do is like he'll put his whole spin on it and design mm-hmm. it his way and add his logo and stuff so it's more of like an actual brand Right. Whereas, mine is just blame copyright so it's <laughs> actually pretty bad but right. that's 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 my that's the appeal of
1: it to me so is everything is your process behind making all of them literally just hand-drawn
0: yeah most of them not anymore because i found a way to print but some of them seem like insanely
1: detailed just to be like hand-drawn or am i like insane for saying that
0: i think maybe the ones that you've seen uh, might have been printed because like the the recent ones that I've been posting they've all been printed or right. the one I posted on my Instagram last night I painted that like a year ago but there's not too much detail not too much I think
1: I mean they seem um, I know I, I couldn't do it right and I'm not saying like that's the threshold between like undetailed and detailed is like if I can do it but that doesn't seem like the average person could just sort of go like oh I could just do that do you know what I mean it seems like super delicate details and like quite intricate like mm. even though you're saying like they're they're kind of not but then is that just like your like artistic mind saying that because it's maybe yeah, easier for you than it would be for me mm.
0: I think it's mainly as well like I said earlier it's a lot. Of, it was a lot of trial and error so mm. I used to buy a lot more t-shirts and I would just think like right this three I could practice on and I don't really care if I fuck up because they cost me like a fiver and then I could like print over it and you'd never see it and right. then it was I'll practice on these three, and then like these three, I'll actually do like a hand drawn T-shirt. So
1: right. that's
0: how I always thought of it. So I kind of worked up and got used to it. Um, as well as like a lot of the time was like using like light boxes, so like printing out a design of like a like a sketch, say, or, like a, a manga panel or something, and then using like a light box and then basically like, tracing it onto a T-shirt. Right. So like that gives you a lot of detail. Like I'm not I'm not fucking I'm not that good. <laughs> But yeah, that's probably like, the easiest way to do it is like tracing
1: it. You're being modest. You should be like hyping this up, been I mean, creating a company out like of this, like building it up, building your empire.
0: I can't do it.
1: Um do you, have you always kinda like been creative or like creatively minded and artistic like that? Uh,
0: maybe. I would a little bit. Not as definitely not as much as what I do now. Uh, I used to do a lot of skateboarding with my friend we would order, like, scooter grip, because, like, a lot thinner than, like, skateboard grip. Right. So we would order, like, honours and honours, like, different coloured grip, and then we would buy, like, paint pens, and we would cut all the grip up and do, like, mad crazy art, and then, like, draw all over it and paint all over it and stuff. Right. So I would say that was... As creative as I went, I never really... Went outside that box. I remember when I was younger, I used to be obsessed with the idea of having a website, but like I never had anything to make a website of. So it was just a lot of the time, like my mum has a business, so I was like begging her to make a website. I was like, I'd love to do it, I'd love to do it. And then it would just look like absolute (laughs) shit. So (laughs) it's like one of those things, everything is trial and error until you find out.
1: Yeah. Were you just like heavily inspired by iCarly?
0: I mean, maybe. I know probably what it is, yeah.
1: Um, so i yeah. got a lot of
0: these skateboards under here but A lot but of what, sorry? All my skateboards that I drew on I could probably bring them out and show them on the calls. Yeah, the
1: for those watching this on YouTube This is a little <laughs> sneak preview If you're listening to this, you're an idiot You should be watching it This is a <laughs> visual <laughs> podcast
0: Oh God, I a pain to get them out like... <laughs>
1: I regret saying that because way more people listen to this than watch it. I'm sorry, guys. If you're if you're listening to this, you're the OG. I love you guys.
0: <laughs> Here's one here. So this is a this is a welcome deck. Uh, they're a skate company, right? So my mate did this one and he cut all the grip up. So it's all cut up here. Um, he's got like he's drew and colored all over this bit here, and this bit's actually really funny. I can't remember her name. Uh, I'm demonetised now. What?
1: I'm demonetised now. Aww, she's she's not
0: odd she's not naked. um, He got a sheet of clear grip, and it's it's an actress that was in Saved by the Bell. So he just printed up a photo of her and then put a sheet of clear grip on it. So she's solidified there forever.
1: Such an obscure... um,
0: I don't fucking bitch anyone.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like the thing that sells on eBay for like millions when you become famous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this one as well, we made this one. Uh, a lot of pink and blues, and then he cut all that up so it's all shaped. It's like an actual nightmare to ride on, because you've got no grip at all. <laughs> Same as up there. Uh, i got one more, this one's actually my favourite, because I was skating this match. one uh, last year. <laughs> I've actually got got two more so this is um, oh my god I'm probably clipping your audio so much this is uh, a brand called Dino uh, are you talking about Alien Workshop right that's the (laughs) skate brand and they did a collaboration (laughs) with a band called Dinosaur so their their whole logo is just everything to do with aliens and like fucking we still believe in that shit but uh, I cut all this out and strips and then I gave it to my girlfriend and two of her friends and they just drew all over it. They just drew graffiti all over it. and then I skated it for like two years.
1: Cutie
0: really
1: <laughs> <coughs> that's That's kind Carolia. Of like, yeah.
0: So yeah, I would say that was like as creative as, as I used to be. I would say arguably. Only reason I'm creative as I am is because of my girlfriend, I would probably say, because she, she's like an artist, she does a lot of art, she's like well into her art, but...
1: Uh, what what is she, what's her medium? What do you mean? Like what, what what's her, uh, does she paint, draw, does she create zines, <laughs> like what's her thing? Is
0: she does a lot of sketching. She does a lot of uh, painting as well. Just all-round
1: creative, right? Yeah,
0: that's she cool. just take up art at it. But yeah, she's definitely a main inspiration for me to be as creative as I am because she just keeps pushing me, which is really nice.
1: That is wholesome content. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm fucking. I'm like so out of breath after bringing all those <laughs>
1: boards. like They catch my breath. doing me oh. dirty. dirty. <laughs> um, oh. I feel like that's like one of those things where like. If you did become famous, your Wikipedia page would be like, uh, when he was young, he used to, like, make his own bespoke skateboards <laughs> and stuff like that. i <laughs> um, oh say something stupid about that. Um, but yeah, she
0: was always the one that was... Um, so, like, when I was saying, like, I was making stuff for myself, she was always the one that was saying, oh, you could make something from this, you could post this online and people would buy it. And I would always just be like, oh, you're, you're being silly. She's right. The more right people, you know? I know, the more people told me, the more I was just like, I don't know why I didn't believe her in the first place, because she was never wrong. So <laughs> it was just, it took that reality check to be like, I could probably make some money off
1: of it. You're like, uh, I, I feel like you must be in trouble with her, because you're like, taking all the good boyfriend boxes right now, and be like, oh yeah, she's so great, she just encouraged me, she's so nice, she's always right. <laughs> no, just,
0: no, I'm just being honest, man. That's just what she like. I my wee lamp on. Just oh, I um,
1: like it. I love the contrast in the face. The dark light looks good. No, <laughs> <laughs> the nah, people, me, me the me people watching this podcast are getting all the good stuff. They're getting the skateboards. <laughs> they're getting the wee light. <laughs>
0: I'm giving. I'm giving you the visuals, mate. That's so you need. <laughs> no, nah, me, me and my girlfriend are good. We've been calling a lot. Maybe. Having a laugh. I think we've actually spoke more in quarantine than we do when we're both at work. So yeah. It's been. It's been really, yeah, it's been. And I told her that I was coming out
1: to do this and she was, like, well excited. She was like, well, oh, that'll give me something to listen to. Oh, yes, I'll, I'll have my
0: first listener. This <laughs> um, <laughs> listen to
1: newscast. cast We all listen to it. <laughs> Stop, man. Making me blush. Um, do you... Uh, how are you finding, like, the sort of, like, switch to, like, an old digital platform right now for, like, FaceTime or, like, talking to people and stuff like that? Do you find it really uh, strange to not have that sort of, like more physical and person interaction
0: yeah definitely we uh me and jack who's in nest we used to do a different podcast uh what was called wolf slayer
1: gaming
0: the whole basis was because two of the other guys were from england so one of them was from nottingham and the other one was from like southampton right so it's just impossible to ever meet up or do anything so that was completely digital that was all over skype but skype sounds horrendous so you can imagine how bad it and um, there was only like four or five episodes and then we just kind of gave up because it just sounded that bad so
1: mm.
0: like the instagram is still there you could, you could it's still sitting at like a 100 shout out followers, to the instagram
1: want You want to check it
0: out i still get like uh, people messaging me like yo what's happened to wolf slayer mm. i don't know it doesn't exist anymore like that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I find it really strange, like not being able to like properly make eye contact with people and stuff like that, and like yeah. you know, it's especially for like a like an interview based like situation, it's like mm-hmm. like I don't know, there's there's a definite disconnect. It doesn't feel. Uh. But I'm powering through because there's awesome people like you that I need to talk to, and I'm not letting <coughs> I'm not wasting any time. Well, uh, that's how we
0: feel as well, and yes, yeah. because we. Because when, like, when we started, we were just like, we're always going to do it uh, face-to-face in the mm-hmm. practice room for, like, three hours. So that's just how we've always went with yeah, it. Yeah. And it's that way where it's, like, that easily the best way to do it. Like, it's not even an argument. Like, face-to-face contact is the best way for an interview situation. Or just uh, to gush about stuff with your friends, because you can see who's going to talk. You know what's happening. It's, like, so much more easy to, like, structure. Yeah. So, we're uh, kind, of, kind of hitting, like, a blank spot right now we don't really know what to do I think we're just going to bite the bullet and do it over Skype or do it over Discord or something but it's not something we really want to do but we do still want to bring out content so it's
1: just going to have to happen you know? mm-hmm. yeah yeah face to face like face to face is like god tier and then you have got like video call phone call text and then like I don't know Morse code or whatever that's like bottom <laughs> tier but yeah definitely in person there, there's nothing like it's just that immediacy like if you're, uh, especially if there's like four people, you can't really do like an online call with like three or um, four people and it doesn't feel like everyone's just kind of like speaking over each other all the time. Talking thing. over. Um,
0: yeah. That's what I hate about it. It was so bad. Especially because one of the guys we used to do it with is very opinionated. <laughs> so if you were to start to talk with something, we would jump right in there. It's just, as soon as you hear somebody talking over your call, you in that call, you just stop talking. Yeah, it feels really it strange.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and there's so. like, yeah, that, that lack of like, I, I mean, I don't want to get like too guru, but it feels like there's a lack of like proper energy, so you can't really bounce back and forth. And you don't yeah. really know like the 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 situation or what I don't know how people are really reacting to something. Yeah,
0: you're yeah. No, uh, yeah, right. bang, It's hard right, to read yeah. the room. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So yeah, you were straight edge, and now you're not straight edge. Do you want to talk a bit about that and what what the the flow of that? What happened there? Yeah, sure. So I'm guessing yeah. you were not straight edge, then you went straight edge, and now you're not straight edge again.
0: Unless you well, were raised
1: straight edge. I mean, I guess, wait, everyone's raised straight edge.
0: Well, uh, that's what I was going to say. It kind of falls into that category for me, because I was like, I don't know what age I was. It was like primary school, like primary six and seven, I was always like that weird kid who just listened to any music, because I grew up punk music from my dad
1: mm, but he right.
0: listens to like UK punk and I'm I'm more of like US punks, youth of a day and like Minor Threat and all that kind of stuff. So I grew up on that punk just like living off YouTube videos and YouTube suggestions and then like hearing the song uh, Straight Edge by Minor Threat and thinking what the fuck is that and it was at that time where like going into like first and second year it's like everyone started you go in like first year, and everyone develops those groups of people where it's like you got the cool kids, and then you got like the really uncool cool kids. And I was just that weird, like middle ground where I was like, I'm definitely not an absolutely adult. I'm a bit fucking weird. But I'm not one, of them. and I'm definitely not cool enough. So I was just like, I'll stay in the middle. I'll be the, I'll be one of the in betweeners That's what I'll be. And then. Uh, I didn't really have any friends who liked heavy music bar, like, two or three, but they all liked, like, just, like, heavy metal when I was, like, hardcore and metal and metalcore and stuff like that. And then started just, just going, to, going along to, like, local gigs and local shows and uh, finding out about, like, more about Straight Edge. And it was, like, that that time where all the cool people would be going to parties and, like, drinking and all that stuff and it was never really appealed to me, so I didn't really care about it and never indulged myself in it. Right. But it wasn't, like... Oh, what the fuck are you thinking for? I was never really that opinionated about. It. I was just like, if you do what you want, you do what you want. It's not for me, because I grew up skateboarding with like a borderline like substance abuser, and just didn't didn't care. Like it was his life; he could do what he want. I wasn't going to tell him to stop. But at the same time, like I'm sitting there like, you really should stop because yeah. you're going to kill yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was straight edge even when I was pals with him. He never questioned me an edge, so I never questioned him abusing substances. So it was just like a two-way street; just went with it. And so yeah, I kind of grew up, I like not idolizing straight edge, but just. Didn't drinking didn't appeal to me. It was like everyone thought that was what made you cool in high school, and I didn't really agree with that because I none of my friends would drink or anything. So I just didn't really it didn't it didn't appeal. I didn't really care. Right. So it just, just didn't bother. And I didn't have like a. I didn't, I didn't have a first sip of alcohol until I was like nineteen years old or something. And like my mum always just like laugh at me, not laugh at me like that way. It's like a playful laughter where she's
1: like, oh, "Loser." Definitely, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Like? She was like a loser.
0: <laughs> like, well, essentially, yeah. She was like, "Oh, you know, if you are gonna have a drink, all oh, right." She'd always like poke fun at it. I didn't really bother. Me I knew she was just having a laugh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it definitely felt like an outsider from that perspective because I didn't drink or I didn't grow up drinking as Mm -hmm. if it's some sort of like normality in the situation where you're fucking 14 you should be drinking
1: yeah I guess it is is. a strange like uh, culture isn't it where it's like Mm -hmm. it's normal to do the thing that's actually like non-beneficial for you do you know what I mean yeah it's like completely normal to just like like not to fully criticize, but it's, it's basically just normal to poison yourself all the time. Yeah, that, that's so exactly odd.
0: what it is. Yeah. yeah, you're putting poison in your
1: body. Yeah. yeah. Um. So wait, were like the, the the fundamental aspects of straight edge: no drinking, no smoking, no drugs.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much. It. A lot it? of people argue it's like no sex before marriage and all that shit, but it's like fuck up. <laughs> I don't know wait, it's just the It's essentially like no drugs, no alcohol like simple as that right. that's the way right. you live your life clean right. you walk the on this cross yeah. is my escape all that shit
1: fair enough I mean if that that floats your boat then why not um but yeah. more importantly why not straight <laughs> I feel like well, that's that's better gossip right here <laughs> yeah
0: uh, I don't mock it in any way, I don't know, you're saying that I said something about straight edge people would be losers, <laughs> <laughs> like I genuinely, if I ever said that, I don't ever remember doing it, but like, I, when I was going to like local shows, it was like me and my buddy Sean, we were straight edge, and uh, it was a really funny story, he broke edge, and he like, me and him were really chatting about it, and he felt really, really shit, he was like, ah, oh, I can't believe it on that, like, what am I going to do in my life, I was like, just claim edge again, like. As long as you make that commitment to like not do it again, it's not really a big deal. Who yeah, cares? Yeah. There's a lot of like elitist people who will be like, If you break edge, you're never gonna be edge again. Whereas I, I'm just like Sean I think Sean just looked at me that way where like I'd live my life that clean, so he was like, I'm gonna go by what he says. So I was just like, Go edge again, who cares? Do what you wanna do. Like and nobody's gonna criticize you yeah, for it. So then he, he claimed edge again. Me and him would go to shows we'd be edge. And we like, didn't really know many people who were straight edge. There's a couple other people who are straight edge, but like they kinda like faded in the obscurity and you never like heard from them again. But I don't know, I didn't really have anyone to look up to who was straight edge. And I'm not meaning the reason I broke out just because I had like a lack of like somebody to look up to. Because uh, again, it's all my decision, it's all my choice. But I would say I don't know. Just the lack of it the lack of it being there just kinda made it feel not important, but I just kind of lost my way with it. Right. And uh, I'm not one of those people who breaks edge and just became a fucking alkie like a drug addict or and something like that. Because I've known a lot of people who are like
1: yeah, that. Yeah.
0: But I remember, I just remember, I remember getting to an age where I was 19, and uh, I was like, I've, i would say I've had my fun <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sitting in a pub like gasping for a drink. Like I fucking need this drink. I need yeah. some boots. I didn't really care for. It. But I got to an age where I was like, I've had my fun with it. Like, I respect how... I definitely, like, admire myself and i weird way for how long i managed to do it. So I'm like, oh, I've had my time. Like, I don't, I'm fine for it. I'll right. happily break the edge. There was some times where I thought if I was to break edge, I would hate it. I'd be like, I, would, I don't know. I would probably hate myself for it. But I think it's like the more older I got and the more mature I got, I was like, just knowing that I'd be able to... Accept it, but I'm fine with it. I don't mind, and I still have a lot of really close straight edge friends. I have a mm-hmm. lot of like straight edge vegan friends. I think it's great. Like I love that. I love that it's still a thing, and it's definitely like significant to hardcore. So I'm mm-hmm. glad it's still there.
1: That's interesting. You said uh, straight edge vegan because I feel like that obviously that does kind of go hand in hand. But uh, I want to first of all clarify. I have nothing against people that are straight edge. Um, but it seems that there are that kind of like small group of people that kind of do ruin it for the rest, and they are so elitist that it makes it look bad. No, um, yeah, there's
0: hundreds of people like that. Which is
1: kind of like the same with any like movement, with like vegan, uh, the vegan that's movement. Awesome there's like that small group of people that just put everyone else off, and they end up doing more wrong for it than good. Mm. Um, and it's unfortunate that usually the loudest voices. Well, obviously the loudest voices are the ones to be heard, but the loudest voices are usually the ones that are most obnoxious and annoying and the worst ones to hear. Well, it's the people yeah. who are more humbled and genuine that mm. can like make a difference in, and impact people's lives. And are generally yeah. more no, you're, spot
0: on. you're spot on, man. I remember I remember going to festivals with my cousin, and my cousin's like he's like a big metalhead. He doesn't really listen like hardcore. And going to festivals with, like, him and his friends, like, some of them, some of his friends are, like, like, they'll bring, like, hundreds of drugs in with them. And then, uh, like, them, like, telling them that I'm, like, straight edge, it's, like, immediately, like, looking down on you. It's, like, oh, you're straight edge. You're a fucking idiot. Like, why would you do that? Like, you so fucking gay and stuff like that. Bearing in mind, this is, like, 2010, so people, like, don't care about calling you gay. It's, like, there's just, like, it's <laughs> just, like, a describing word in that day and age. So it's, like, I'm literally being called gay because I'm straight edge. It's, like, Right. Okay, then that really shows volumes about the kind of people that you can't like. Mm. But you say these volumes about the image it gets created for itself from those people who have the
1: loudest notes. Sorry, I got distracted. Did you say volumes? I think I did. Shout out to volume that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you picked up. On <laughs> um, I want to jump back to t-shirts for a second. What uh, generally? What's your inspiration? I know that. Like, video games as a direct uh, inspiration for, like, obviously, as you said, you kind of, like, rip off some stuff. Um, Mm. But is there anything that you... Oh, yeah,
0: it's just clear ripping off. It's not even inspo. It's just I'm literally taking the design (laughs) of a logo for myself. Have you ever been
1: inspired to, like, do something out with that And, like, create a t-shirt that's, like, completely from your own brain and your own inspirations without being, like, characters that exist, logos that exist, titles that exist...
0: Not really no um everything that I design is mainly based on something like it's based on a right. game or based on a film right. uh, that is definitely something I lack is that creativity to design something like i I' well, not design something I design a lot, but I don't design something that's all hand drawn by me right That's definitely something that's something that I want to get into I'm not like. Like, my girlfriend, for instance, she can, you could tell her to draw something and she'll just sit down and draw it. Right. And then it's like, or you could tell her to create something and mm-hmm. she'll create, like, a character. And it's like, it's just really easy for somebody like her. But for somebody like me, I'm definitely not that clever. Because if you were to tell me to draw somebody, I'm instantly going to think about drawing, like, Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil. I just think of drawing somebody else. I can, right. I can never think of drawing somebody who's unique mm-hmm. in any way. So that's, that's definitely something I lack.
1: Not nah, fair enough um, I mean it's just like everyone has like their own kind of realm I guess and what mm. they're good at um, have you got anything like you want to do anything like specific you want to like jump into next once you've got the supplies to do some
0: uh, for like upcoming designs and stuff yeah yeah um, I need to as soon as we're out of lockdown, I need to get more t shirts and I need to get my paint. Not paint, I need to get my ink, sorry.
1: So, wait, why yeah. does it you actually <laughs> use? Is it an ink? Like a. Like, what is it? The- <laughs>
0: if I'm hand drawn, right? I've got it all here. If I'm hand drawn, I usually use these. It's a brand, you know, like Posca or something? Yeah, Posca. So they do like, they do like paint inside pens pretty much like a paint pen. Right. And like, the reason I found out about it is because my girlfriend and a lot of her friends used to like carry them around and they would like go like, if not really graffiti, they would like come up with like tags and they would like draw their tags everywhere. So like I would use, I'd like, she introduced me to these. So basically what I would do is I would use like this, which is just like a fabric marker. Right. So I would design... Or I say I would like take my design and draw my whole design on my t shirt. And then if anything has any colour, I just use my paint pens. Right. And then from there just varnish over it and then that kinda like coats it so then it's like safe to wash, it's not gonna like make it's not gonna make any colours on or anything. Mm. So it's like that's probably the way I, that's the easiest way to do it. But if it comes to like printing, uh, I usually make something I make a design on my phone or my laptop. And then I print it off. You've got to reverse it. If you're using a white t-shirt, you've got to reverse the image. If you're using a black um, uh, black t-shirt, the image just comes out the way it is. But the way I usually do is I usually make I take. So if I was making the Resident Evil one, I usually scan a lot of my own stuff so I get the highest quality image and then print it off from there. And it's essentially like, oh, what the fuck is it called? I wrote it down because uh, uh, the reason I found out about it is because the guy who I buy my t-shirts from, he told me about this way of printing that I've never even heard of. Uh, subliminal printing. That was it. Sublimation printing as well. Where it's like much more simplified but it's like a kind of not really a lack in quality but it's not like screen printed in that way where it's like you can't really have like multiple colours because it's usually do like it's just like a, a full that you print on something rather than like a screen printing, you would like screen print the full thing Mm -hmm. yourself and add all the colors individually and stuff. So sublimation printing is just like, you take the design you want, you flip it and then you put it on the t-shirt or your fabric and then you press it on with like essentially like an incredibly hot iron and it will like transfer it onto your design, or your t-shirt sorry.
1: It transfers ink from the paper onto t mm t-shirt, just through heat. Yeah. So that's,
0: it's like it gets, your design will be printed on like a specific type of paper, which is like sublimation paper. Right. So then that way you can just press it onto your t-shirt. Right. So that's the way I do it. I just get, I buy my, I buy my sheets of paper off Amazon. You can buy like ones for dark fabrics or ones for light fabrics. And it's literally just take, I make my design up, flip it, print it out, cut it all out. And then it's essentially laying up the ironing board. And then like laying my t-shirt out, and then taking the image, line it all up the way I wanted to, you have this kind of like sheet of paper that's kind of like, like a glossy, like acrylic kind of feel to mm. it. You lay that on top, and then you just iron it for like, say two minutes, and peel it off slowly, and that's it, completely transfers onto your t-shirt for you. Right. It's,
1: it's so
0: fucking cool. Yeah, it's here, to I love
1: hearing stuff like this. Like this is so, like I'm completely useless, so when I hear people doing stuff like that, I'm like, what? People do this. People actually use their hands and create things. Like I love hearing about that. Um, <laughs> I hope this is inspiring people to like go and try stuff like this out and get creative mm-hmm. and like I sort so the Yeah. Um, I mean I'm tempted. I kinda wanted to I mean I'm 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 gonna have like a bunch of teachers that are just like scribbles on them though. <laughs> it's like Yeah. I did yeah. it. That's <laughs> the way to do it, yeah. I mean mm-hmm. anything
0: can be valuable, you know what I mean? Like no matter like and you can make anything valuable, it's somebody's it's always gonna be somebody's treasure. Mm. I mean, you could draw scribbles all over something and like say someday like anyone could look at somebody could look at it and be like, Why would you wear that? But somebody mm. else would look at it and be like, I'd wear that, that looks yeah. good and they'd pay you like ten quid for it.
1: Yeah, I suppose yeah, you're totally right, everyone's got their own like esthetic mm-hmm. um, This is
0: value, in everything essentially.
1: Yeah. Is as, uh, as like your aesthetic something you take kinda seriously? with like design your own t-shirts and stuff like that, you want to have your own sort of distinctive unique style.
0: In a way, yes. Um, I'm, because I'm quite <laughs> a perfectionist, yeah. I like, I hate this whole like modern, the modern aesthetic and modern market for gaming and anime stuff is like big massive blotched images that take up like the full t-shirt and they're like an eyesore essentially you're just looking at it thinking why the fuck would you wear that it's horrible <laughs> so like i definitely love the old like 2000s and 90s like aesthetic of like less is more whatever like all the old anime t-shirts are very simple they'll have the like, one character with like a logo and then like a mm. logo on the, the back
1: yeah
0: so like the one thing I got from like a lot of really old anime shirts is like they do a lot of logos on the back of the neck, and like as well as like, even on the sleeves and that. Mm. I used to do a lot of sleeve print because I feel like not many brands do yeah. it
1: anymore. Sleeves are well but, appreciated. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. So for
0: the I, I I started doing a lot on the sleeves and I do a lot on the neck as well. I think the neck is one of the coolest spots to put something yeah. on your t-shirt. So yeah, that's that's definitely the way I would say it. I'm just a perfectionist. That I hate. Like, I take everyone way too seriously when I start designing something. If the slightest thing is wrong, if I print something and the slightest thing is wrong, I'll just throw the t-shirt out and print it all again. I hate I hate when something fucks up in the slightest bit. And I remember Andy, who is on next, he came round, and this was maybe like the third or fourth week of me trying to figure out how to do this printing. Because p- before the printing, I was just hand drawing everything. Mm-hmm. And it was that way where we really wanted to do merch for Next, but it was like, I'm not going to sit and draw 30 or 40 onto the same T-shirt because it would just, I'll lose my mind. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I kept looking at the ways that we were going to get them printed from the guy that I buy my T-shirts from, but he told us the minimum he would do is like 100, mm. right? maybe a bit overkill, so we left it. And then he mentioned the subliminal printing, and I looked more into that. But I mean, even subliminal printing—that's not even what I do. its its a—it's a, it's a different type because it's basically just like iron-on transfers yeah. rather than like actual sublimation printing. It's the same aspect, but it's like a different way I'm doing it. So I had to like research all that by myself. And I remember like the first time I done it, I bought like about a hundred sheets of sub subliminal paper, thinking that was what I was going for, and then put a design on it, printed it out. And of course, it doesn't work because I've not got like, an actual heat press printer. So it doesn't fucking work at all. So Andy came round, and we had spent ages. I had spent like three weeks just every day coming home from work thinking of ways to do all this printing. And I managed to work out how to do white t-shirts, but I could never do black t-shirts. So Andy, Andy bought the, the, the sheets of paper for me and he came round and we sat in my room at like 6 o'clock until like 10 o'clock. Just trying to print one t-shirt. We eventually got it. And then that was like, like why we made those Nest shirts. We got really like, so excited. We're like, we're going to just do our run of like 30 of these. It'll be so good.
1: So yeah, how do you how do you create like, can you just create one uh, image and then constantly reprint it? Or how do you like keep yeah. it consistent? So you just create one image yeah. and then you can just re- repress that one?
0: Well, the way I got—I I completely missed out that actual crucial information. <laughs> is basically, you, I, I make I make the image and I print it out. So as long as you have like an inkjet printer, yeah, you can you can, print, you can just print your image out, and then you cut all of it okay. out, and then you lay it on the T-shirt how you want it to look, right. and then you iron and transfer it all over.
1: So do you make the image like by hand first, or do you make it in like Photoshop or
0: something? Oh no, no, no! Like basically use it on like Photoshop or like Gather. I'll find the images online of the photos I want or if I can't find them online I'll scan them from like because I've got yeah. a scanner as well so I just scan like photos and then use right. them that way and, and create a composition image.
1: in Photoshop
0: yeah right. do, like a Photoshop uh, like style app Ooh, pardon me and then make all the image and then send it to my printer and print it out so it's just like if some if I've got the image saved on my phone I just send it to my printer and then just like print out as many as I need it's
1: so fascinating man um, like that, that's, I don't know. I, I feel like for like anyone outside that sort of like community or culture, it's like, ah, oh, just like t-shirts, they have stuff on them and that's it. Like it, there's no, mm. there's no connection there. But then as soon as you like dive into this culture, you realize, oh wait, that's this, 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 and then there's this way and there's that aspect and you need to think about this and like, there's just tons. And I bet if we talked about this more, you would be like layers and layers down and deep and yeah. like, how this all yeah, works oh, and the full psyche of it. How illegal is it to do like to copy uh, titles and stuff like that on T-shirts?
0: Well, I don't know. I've never had a, I've never <laughs> had a problem with it. So uh, my mom shits herself every time I do it. So uh, yeah, I feel quite bad. But I don't. I don't post it, and then like I don't really make it that public. The way the way I post it is like, for instance, I made a Neon Genesis T-shirt. And I like when I posted it online, I wrote neon, and then like the E was a three, so it mm-hmm. wouldn't come up if people searched for it. And then like the, the E in Genesis, and then the fa- the S in Genesis are a five, so right. it was kind of it was kind of hard to trace. So you're keeping yourself like, it, like off the radar. Yeah, I'm keeping off the radar a lot. And then um, I don't do like awfully big drops either, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like I'm going to have a hundred of them sitting on my big cartel for like yeah. three years which is like prime suspect to pick me up on because yeah, right. <laughs> I've got so many of them so like the Neo and Genesis one I made I only made uh, six of them and they, I nearly sold out within like the first like 40 minutes of them being up which
1: was mad Look at that. So, yeah. on that, but that well, do you want to plug all your stuff and get it out there and like tell the people oh, where to get you
0: I had to go on my <laughs> phone and actually look up my name. Uh, yeah, sure. My Instagram is just maximal underscore, which is M-A-C-S-I-M-O underscore, which is, like, my whole account dedicated to, like, my hobbies. So, like, PlayStation stuff, PlayStation 2 stuff, anything gaming and sprinkles of anime. And then um, I have... Maximo underscore shop, which is just spelled the same way, which is where I was selling a lot of like promotional t shirts that I sourced. But if you actually go on to a lot, it's literally like I've only got nine posts, I think six of them are just me saying, Yeah, it's not for sale, this is from my personal (laughs) collection. So I really need to update the store and actually sell some stuff.
1: (laughs) Your Um, store is just showing off. (laughs) Here's some things I own.
0: you can follow me at nest.cast as well, which is where we do our gaming podcast. And I do shirts for Nest as well. So you could always buy a shirt for Nest. But yeah, I think that's about it.
1: Awesome. Um so is there any anything you want to bring up before we go, or is there any like final closing words? <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. I think. Just, just that's it. <laughs> Guys, yeah, have, have a good so. life. That's about it. <laughs> I can't
0: think of anything else to bring up.
1: No, nothing. Mm-hmm. This this so podcast is not like pure explosion now. It's like just kind of fizzling out. It's like, okay, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, just kind of sizzling. It's
0: kind of going go out slowly.
1: But yeah, it was awesome to speak to you and it was really fascinating like hearing about the full process behind it and, and all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate you talking about it.
0: No, thanks so much for having me because it was nice to talk about it. Because it is like that way where you say people just see it as like merch for Nest or Mm. me just doing shirts, they don't actually hear the way I do it.
1: Yeah, that's what i am definitely
0: noticed. I've noticed that rise in a lot of people doing like hand drawn t shirts, like nowadays. And I'm not saying I started it because I didn't start that at (laughs) all. I obviously got inspired from it from other people doing it. But I mean, like I know a lot of like friends that are doing it, and I know a lot of people like in the scene are doing it mm. as well. So it's definitely like becoming a lot more
1: a growing community.
0: Yeah, which is really cool. I know a lot of like skate companies are doing it as well, which is really nice. It's like obviously not a lot of companies can get t-shirts and stuff in, so I know some guys are just drawing their own shit and selling it as well. So it's definitely growing. It just I. That's just how I was doing it because I physically didn't know how to fuck I'd print stuff. Yeah. So it was literally like my way of dealing with it until I found the way to print. And now I found my way to print. So everything I do is just great.
1: awesome. Well, thanks again, and I hope you have a good isolation.
0: Yeah, you too. Thanks
1: so much for having me.